Hey, this is Beth Nelson. I serve as the lead pastor at Prairie Heights Community Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for listening today. I hope this motivates you. I hope it builds your faith and helps you connect with Christ and a church family at Prairie Heights. Enjoy the message. Hey, good morning, Prairie Heights. How's it going today? All right, good. I'm glad we got a little excitement in the crowd. My name is Doug, and the first thing I'm going to tell you is Janelle did not use up all the word celebrates this morning. I'm going to use a few, too. A couple different things we're celebrating today. One of the things that we're celebrating is Juneteenth. And when I, I say Juneteenth, it really goes back. It goes back to 1863 when President Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation ending slavery in the United States as we know it. Way back then, we didn't have Snapchat and TikTok to spread the news. And it t- took a couple years. It took a couple years, actually two, for that news to get to Texas. And on June 19th in 1865, there was a general, General Gordon Granger. He, he arrived in Texas and he read this statement. The people of Texas are informed that in accordance with the proclamation from the executive of the United States, all slaves are free. This involves an absolute equality of rights and rights of property between former masters and slaves, and the connection heretofore existing between them becomes employer and hired laborer. Now, some of you might be asking why I'm celebrating Juneteenth today. And it's simple, because Jesus told us to. Jesus told us to love people, all people, not just people that look like us or people that think like us, but Jesus taught us to love all people. That's part of it. The other part of it is, when you love people, it's recognizing where they've been and seeing where they've been and and seeing the hardships and the tough things that they've endured and and, and gone through. And slavery is something that's impacted families and people for generations. And just seeing it is a beginning of loving people. That's one reason why we're celebrating Juneteenth. Now, the second thing we're celebrating today, Janelle already touched on it, but we are celebrating Father's Day. And we're in a series called Fortune Cookie Faith. And and what that series is about, it's really about how easy it is for us to turn to what culture tells us to try and fix all of our problems. I mean, just think about fortune cookies. How many of you have opened up a fortune cookie, and maybe you're one of those that don't open up fortune cookies when you have them? But most people read the fortune in fortune cookies. They think they're a a quick fix. So I've got a couple here. So I'm going to open them up and and see what they say. And and just for the record, we do have fortune cookies for everyone today. You can take more than one. And they are special messages just for Prairie Heights. So if you didn't know you can do that, yep, you can do that. So this first fortune, let let me open it up. Ooh, it's a big one. And the first fortune says, you will go fishing in Devil's Lake for a week. All right, I'm liking that one. I'm going to save that one for my wife, that, that's for sure. Let's just do one more. Usually, I don't eat the fortune cookie. I just like to open them. Ah, okay, here's one. You don't have to be a father to have a father's impact. Hmm, perfect, that, that fits in today. As we talk about that we do lean and do listen to what what our culture tells us, Father's Day is a a perfect example. In case you didn't know, Father's Day is literally one of the least attended church holidays of the year. 
And why is that? It's because culture tells us that the church doesn't add value to our lives. It, it, it doesn't give us much. And so when men, it's their day and they get to pick what they want to do, they go, they go pick something else. That's, that's what the data tells us. Now, for the men that are here today, hey, it means a simple thing. You've taken a step and you're turning to what God has for you versus what culture tells us to do. That is worth a round of applause right there. So happy Father's Day to all, all the men in the room. And men, women, fathers, mothers, it doesn't matter. We all know how hard it is to turn to what God has for us versus what culture tells us to do. And literally every time we do it, it should almost be a little fist bump, but ooh, I got that one right. Because it is so, there are millions and billions of marketing do dollars out there that are trying to tell you what culture thinks you should do. So Father's Day, men, we all have them in our lives. Every single one of us has to, gets to interact with a man. And, and today I just want to talk a little bit about the impact and the influence that men can have. So we're going to start off, I, I've got a friend, his name is Chuck. And Chuck likes to say, I am older than dirt and slower than molasses, which is true. And one of the things about Chuck is he has run every single full Fargo Marathon since the Fargo Marathon started. So that, that's Chuck. He's a prairie hider. Now here's another prairie hider. His name is Ben, and Ben's 14, and Ben wanted to learn how to run. And so what does Ben do? He asked Chuck, hey, Chuck, hey, can you, can you teach me how to run? So you know, know what's been going on? You don't know what's been going on for the last year and a half. Every Monday that they can, Chuck and Ben run a mile together. And I got to tell you, Chuck has kids, Ben has a father, but men, men, we can have an impact. We can have an impact on people in our lives, even though, though they're not our biologic, biological children or people. Men, you have an impact. People are watching what you do. People are listening to what you say. Keep, keep doing what you're doing. So, yeah, there we go. So now, though literally some of us are fathers, and I got to tell you, although it might not seem like it, you guys do impactful things too with your kids. I don't know about you, but, but too often, too often, I go to bed at night and think, man, I, I screwed that one up. <laughs> yeah, because I got kids, I'm like, whew, I could have done a lot better with that today. But here's how I know men, the fathers in this room, I know how you're, how you're doing a good job, because you got it. I asked your kids, because you dropped them off in KidVenture, and I can't share everything that those kids shared with me in the past couple weeks, but I can share some of the things. So here's what kids had to say about their dads right here at Prairie Heights. The first one is, oh, I gotta, I gotta be able to read that. Um, you'll always be there for me. How's that for the heartstrings? You'll always be there for me, dad. The second one, hey, to spend time with me. To spend time with me. And then the last one that I think puts a little bow on it says, Happy Father's Day. I love you so much. Have a great day. And then that smiley face, that smiley face. So men, hear me. Keep it up. Keep going. And when it gets a little bit tough, remember that little smiley face because someone out there has a little smiley face when they, when they think about it. So today, one of the things I wanted to share with you from the perspective as a man, as a father, as a husband, 
and what I've been working on. And I, and I think it applies to everybody that, that's listening to this, whether you're here in person or whether you're joining us online. What I, what I want to share with us today is that, and I want it for me, but I want it for you too, is I want to go from good to great the way God intended me to. The way God intended me to. Had a little pause there. But I want to go from good to great. And I think all of us want to go from good to great. So, so what does that mean? All right, let's rewind to 1985. Who was alive in 1985? Anybody? We had people alive in 1985? Okay, we got some. Thanks for making me feel a little better. What I'm going to talk about, though, every single one of you knows what I'm going to talk about. And I am going to talk about the Dairy Queen blizzard. So the Dairy Queen blizzard. So if we go back to 1984, in 1984, Dairy Queen had, as they describe it, delicious soft-serve cones. And then they also had sundaes. And you could put chocolate on your sundae, you could put strawberry on your sundae, you could put butterscotch on your sundae. They had the peanut buster, which was really just a sundae with some peanuts on it. And then they had the peanut buster parfait, which was that sundae with some peanuts on it, frozen really hard. And then, of course, we're in Fargo-Moorhead. We can't leave out, back in 1984, they did have the Dilly Bar, which got invented over in Moorhead, in case you didn't know. So that's a picture of Dairy Queen in 1984. 1985, do you know what Dairy Queen introduced? Yes, the blizzard. All right, thank you, that row right there, for paying attention this morning. 1985, Dairy Queen introduced the blizzard. And what's the blizzard? It's soft serve with some chocolate, kind of sounds like a sundae, mixed together with treats like cookies or candy bars or any other sweet treat you can imagine. And it was so popular. In 1985, the year they debuted it, they sold 175 million of those suckers that year. The blizzard was popular, and in case you didn't know it, the most popular blizzard is the Oreo blizzard. So I'm assuming some of you have had a blizzard, right? We, we, we've had a blizzard. And if we ignore the price, if we ignore the price, we know that the blizzard is really just the soft serve with some chocolate and it's mixed up and then we throw whatever treat we want in. They hold it upside down and then they hand, us, hand it to us. And, and I share that with you because that extra stuff they mixed in, it's that little extra that makes good things great. It's butter on popcorn, it's icing on the cake, we've all heard that one, right? Or even in this part of the country, it's taking the roller skate and realigning the wheels so they're in a line so you have like a hockey skate that you don't have to be on the ice for. You guys getting it? A little good to great. So when we think, think about good to great, there's some realities that go with it. Many of our cultural patterns, what society tells us, tells us that things are good for us, they're not so great. So just think about men. What does society tell us about men? Society tells us about men, hey, push your feelings down. Work a little bit harder. Just get it done. Just jump in and tackle the problem. And hey, when you've got it solved, that's when you can rest. That's what society tells us is culturally normal for men. And today, I want us all to be different. I want to be different. I want you to be different. And when I think about what, what, what does different look like, I think about my life, and I think about me as a father. So I have a 10-year-old son, and his name is Marshall. And literally, not too long ago, 
I was excited when it got to be Marshall's bedtime because Marshall was going to go to bed. I could do whatever I wanted. I didn't have to answer 37 million questions. I, I, I could zone out. Yeah, I, I didn't have to worry about eating some candy that I wanted and having to make sure he got some and not give him sugar before bed. But lately, it's been a little bit different. Marshall's been going to bed later, and no, it's not because school's out. It's because I've enjoyed being around Marshall. I've liked his company. And I think about what's changed, and I think it's because there was something good and I added something to it, and it made it a lot better, it made it great. If you think about it, if you're a parent, if you think about it, how do you want to feel about your kids at night? Are you excited they're going to bed, or are you kind of sad because you're enjoying spending so much time around them? I mean, I know which one, which one I want. I know which one I want to feel. It doesn't mean I'm not going to put him to bed because he needs to sleep. But I know which one I want, and I, I think you do too. So we're going to dive into Proverbs today because I think Proverbs... If we add them to our lives, it's just, it's just like adding that Oreo to the blizzard, to the Sunday, and mixing it all together. It just makes it a little bit better. So the first place we're going to learn from is Proverbs 20, 27. And Proverbs 20, 27 sa says, The human spirit is the lamp of the Lord that sheds light on one's inmost being. Let me read that again. The human spirit is the lamp of the Lord that sheds light on one's inmost being. In other words, God all gave us a spirit so we can evaluate our, our own motives and our actions. So simply, simply said, that means we need to know ourselves. And to know ourselves, we also, we also have to explore ourselves. And so, what, what does that look like? It, it, it looks like Hey, paying attention to the things I like and the things I don't like and knowing those things. Not just intuitively, but, but knowing those things. I, I, got, I got to tell you a story last week. I'm out there in the lobby and this couple comes up and I always like to know what people are doing. So maybe they're doing something and I can learn from it and I can find something new and exciting to do. I'm like, what's the most exciting thing you got going on? And it took, it, it took him literally a minute. And he's like, well... This is what I got going on. And it was pretty good. And I'm like, you should be a little bit more excited about that, buddy. That, that's a fun one. And then service started, and they came in, and after service, he and his wife came out, and he goes, there, there's something I need to tell you. And I'm like, what? And it, it didn't have anything to do with what got said in service. Maybe God spoke to him. But after service, he came out to me and said, hey, I want you to know I'm pretty even-keeled. I don't get too excited I don't get, I don't get too, too down. Sometimes, sometimes my friends, they even call me Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, we all know who Eeyore is. And I got, I got to tell you, um, I wanted to get to know him a little bit more. I got to know him a little better, and there was a little bit of a connection there because he knew himself. And I'm interested in, in being around people who know themselves. And it's not, it's not just knowing the parts that are good about yourself, it's knowing the parts that, that aren't, aren't so good at, about yourself, because we've all got them, whether you want to admit it or not. The other thing I'd encourage you to know is to know yourself spiritually and in your spiritual journey. We're all on one, because you came here this morning, which gets, gives you a thumbs up, gives you one of these, but we're all on a spiritual journey. 
And what in your spiritual journey excites you? And what kind of makes you go, eh? Maybe, maybe it's the music, and that's, that's, that's enough to get you going. Whether you're listening to it in your car, whether you're here at church, you come for the music. Or maybe it's the awesome message that you're going to hear. It could be the people that you're going to see before and after the service. I don't know, but what is it? What is it that excites you about your spiritual journey? And what is it that doesn't excite you? Like, I think about me personally. I'll tell you right now, my, my faith in God and my confidence in God, scale of 1 to 10, it's like a 20. On the flip side of it, though, ask me to read the Bible consistently, not so good at that. But I am trying it, and I'm trying to be better. And this Proverbs reading plan that we're in, I encourage you, hey, we're in the middle of a Proverbs reading plan. It's never too late. You can jump in. And and I I think that's having an impact in my life. I think that's part of, in just my spiritual journey, is why my mindset and my heart towards my youngest child is is changing. You've got to know yourself and you've got to know what excites you. Here's the part I'm really trying to pay attention to. And if you're honest with yourself, you can pay attention to it too. Sometimes I'm working with people. At first I had dealing with people. That's not the way I want to think about my interactions with people. But I, I think about the relationships I have with people and And sometimes things happen. Sometimes it's my wife. Sometimes it's my kids. Hey, maybe it's the checker at the grocery store. Or I'm going to get something to eat in the person, my my server. But sometimes I'm just like, oh! And my walls, they just go up. And and I'm annoyed or I'm frustrated or I'm a little bit angry. So what I'm really trying to do is I'm trying to pay attention to when that happens. And then ask myself why that happens. Here's a very specific example. My mom, she lives out in Colorado, and frankly, she's not going to call me unless she absolutely has to. And this morning, I know she loves me, and this morning I get to share, share the message with you this morning, and I'm like, I had this feeling I should send her a text with the link and just say, hey, mom, I'm, I'm doing this this morning. No pressure but I just thought you might like to know in case you wanted to watch. And then my walls came up. I'm like, I shouldn't have to do that. She should just love me enough to know and watch. Before I came up here, I sent that text. If you're honest with yourselves, you guys have all had those walls come up. You've all had those thoughts. Mine was my mother. Maybe it's your father. It is Father's Day. Maybe it's your kids. We've all had those things happen. And and God, he gave us that proverb. He gave us that inner light so that we could see what's in us. And when we see what's in us and we're aware of it, we want to change it. And it just brings us closer to him. So I'm not done with that proverb. We got two more to go. The second one that I want to share with you, it's literally my favorite verse out of the Bible. All right, so the first thing you got to do before we get to that favorite verse, you got to know yourself. The second thing you got to do is you got to make the right friends. Not just make friends, but you got to make the right friends. I mean, anybody in here ever bought a, a round for the house? I'm not just talking to your table, I'm talking around for the house. That'll make you some friends. 
Well, they're not going to make you the right friends. You know, what, what makes you the right friends? Because we're all looking for the right friends. And it's Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And that, that tells me two things. Not one, but two out of this proverb. It says first to me, maybe it says it to you, is that if I want to be better, i got to have some people around me that are better. Because iron sharpens iron. And i, I got to be able to make friends, literally, in a longer-lasting way than buying around for the house does. Because we can all buy our friends, but that's not the kind of friends we really want to have or, or really need. The second thing it tells me is it's important who I surround myself with. Who's around me? Because I'll tell you what, if I'm around people that love to eat blizzards, guess what I'm going to probably eat more of? Blizzards! If I'm around people that, that are going to, to the racetrack, I'm probably going to go to the racetrack more. And if I'm around people that are pursuing Jesus, I'm probably going to pursue Jesus just a little bit more. This proverb tells us it's important who we're around and who are we surrounding ourselves with. It's not easy to make friends and get into community when you really think about it. It's not like we're 10-year-olds and everybody's just friends. How do you make friends and where do you find them? And I'll tell you what, each and every one of us practices the recipe of how to make friends. But we don't necessarily apply it to making friends. And it's simple. It's three things. It's, hey, you got, you got to know what, what you're looking for. You got to know where, where it's at. And then you got to go there. So let's follow the blizzard theme just for a second. It's going to be hot outside today. Maybe it already is hot. I'm not sure. And I might want to want to have a cool treat. And it might want to be soft serve with chocolate mixed in. And, and my favorite is the turtle. So little caramel, little pecans, and then it's mixed all together. Then they hold it upside down, they hand it to me. If I want one of those, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to figure out I want one. I'm going to get in my car to Dairy, go to Dairy Queen, and I'm going to get one. Pretty simple. I guarantee you every person in this room has done this in an internet search. Ooh, I want to know about this. You type it in and you go there and you find what you want. It's the same thing about friends. Have you thought about, hey, what kind of friend do I want to have? Who do I want to be surrounding me, myself with? Who are those people? Then figured out where they're at and then gone there? I mean, I, I know I'm older than a lot of you because I was alive in 1985. And I, th I think about it, and I think about the friends I want to have, and those, those, are, those are people that, well, they want more. And I'm not talking more trips to Devil's Lake and more fishing boats and more fishing poles and more fishing lures. I'm talking about people that want more. More good relationships. More quality time. I'm looking for people that want more. So one of the things I, I've done quite a bit is I volunteer in our community. And I get to be around people that want more. Because they're looking for more. They're looking to serve other people. But the place where I found it the most is being more active in my church. And it's amazing. And, and I know sometimes, and I feel it sometimes, because I, I, I get to share with you quite a bit 
I feel like, man, I'm just hammering you with serve. I'm hammering you with, hey, join a group. But I do that because I want for you what I've experienced. I want more. I want more and better. I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better friend. I want to be a better dad. And I want more of it than less of it. I want more of that, that happiness and that fullness that comes when it's going right. And those things, they help me get it. And it's what I want for you. It's the same thing as adding that Oreo to, the, to, to your chocolate sundae and mixing it all together. So I challenge you, think about what kind of friend do you want? Where are they at? And go find them. All right, let's jump into the third proverb I'm going to share with you today. It's Proverbs 3:27 and 28. So this gets to be a little bit more fun, and you'll know why in just a second. But Proverbs 3:27-28 says to us this: Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due, because when it's in your power to act. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come back, and tomorrow I will give it when you have it with you. So now this gets to be a little fun because I get to tell a couple stories. So I got this guy, and he sends me this text. And you're not going to believe this text, but it starts off with, hey, you want to hear something wild? And then there's a line, and he's like, I was going to get my eyebrows waxed. And I'm, I'm literally laughing because how many of you men have gotten a text like that? I get that text, and so I'm just chuckling. And what I appreciated about that text, and you'll hear the rest of the story, but what I appreciated about that text is the guy knew himself, and he was vulnerable, and he was real with me. And those are the people I'm looking for when we go back to making friends. But here's what happened. That guy, he texted me, and he went to get his eyebrows waxed. And it's a real text. Let's take a look at it. Here's what the rest of that text says. So you want to hear something wild? I'm going to get my eyebrows waxed. Yes, I do that, LOL. I didn't have to look that up. I do know what that means. And there was a random $30 gift card in my account. No idea where that came from. I paid for the service, and then I gave my lady the rest of the balance. So she got a 20 ish dollar tip. And I was so joyful to do it. Praise God on both things. So that was the wild thing is my friend, he found this bonus, and then he lived out that proverb. He, he went and got a service, and he, and he paid what was due. It must have been about $10. He, he paid the $10, got his eyebrows waxed. But then, as it came back around, he had extra, and he blessed it. Not blessed it, he blessed her. He gave her a $20 tip on a $10 service. He had it, and he gave it. And that's not what society tells us to do, is it? Society tells us, hey, you got a $30 gift card, go, go spend the $30 on you. And that, that's the beauty of... It's the beauty of growing spiritually. Because here's the thing. Six months ago, he wouldn't have done that. But he listened to what the Holy Spirit was telling him, and his Holy Spirit was telling him, hey, give the $20. You have it now, give it now. And that's, that's what I also want for all of us, is that, that when we have that feeling about giving and serving, is that we do it, and we do it now. We don't wait 
We don't say, hey, I'll come back tomorrow and do it. But you do it in the moment. You do it when you hurt it. You do it right away. And the amazing thing that makes my heart happy and literally gives me goosebumps right now, because we all know it's not cold enough in here that I would have goosebumps. But what gives me the goosebumps is he lived out that proverb. And the joy that he felt when he listened and leaned in, and then he followed through on it. That's what I want for my friends. And I hope that's what, that's what my friends want for me. And so as I, I keep sharing with you about wanting more, what is more? What does it look like? Over the past six, seven weeks, we've been talking a, a lot about Ephesians, which is a book in the Bible, and, and actually a specific verse in the Bible. And, and I want to share it with you. So Paul, he, he was one of the apostles. He wrote this letter to the Ephesians, and it's the book of Ephesians. And this is what he wrote. And this is what he wrote about what God wants for us. That you be, may be filled that you and I, that we may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. It's the kind of friend I want. It's going to be writing me a letter says, God, hey, God wants you to be filled with all of his fullness. And that is what God wants for us. Then he goes on to say, immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. My guy listened to that work that was within him. And he felt full. And he praised God for That, that's what I want, and that's what I want for you. And I've said it a couple times this morning, and I think that's, that's what we all want. That's what we all, all desire. And it means you need to do those three things, those three proverbs. It means you need to know yourself. It means you need to, you need to make the right friends. And it means you need to serve and give to others when you have the feeling that you need to do it, not putting it off and saying, hey, I can, I can do that tomorrow. It's doing it. It's doing it. It's doing it right now. I'm not always sure what the world wants us to experience. Culture tells us a whole lot of different things. And when I really think about it, What the world really needs us to experience is each other living like God wants us to live. That's what our world needs. Being full because of the things we're doing and the way we're treating other people. We're being full because we know who we are, we know what our strengths are, we know what our weaknesses are, and that we can live a better life because that light has been shown on and we, we have an awareness of it. And we have the awareness of it. It impacts everything that we do. It impacts, for me, how late my kid is going to go to bed. It impacts whether I send my mom a text or not. The picture that culture tells us what manliness is, here's to you men, because you're listening to what God says manliness is. Manliness is choosing on a day where you pretty much get to choose whatever you want. You choose to come to church and learn a little bit more about what God has for you. Men, I love you. Maybe I haven't met you, but I love you. And all I want for all of us 
is to go from good to great in our lives, not in our blizzards, but in our lives. So I challenge you to do three things today. The first thing I challenge you to do is we are in the middle of the Proverbs reading plan. Just jump in. I don't care where you're at. I don't care what proverb. There's 31 Proverbs. It doesn't matter. Just jump in and pick one. Start to read a proverb. And then tomorrow, read the next one. And then start to read the next one. Because I do know this. In the Bible, one of the things that God gives us to be on the offense He calls it the sword, and the sword is the Word of God. So I challenge you all, just jump. It's never too late. It doesn't matter that we're 14 days in. Jump into the Proverbs reading plan. Second thing you can do when you walk out of here today, make a new friend or spend time with a friend that's going to sharpen you, a friend that's going to make you better, not a friend that's going to take you down the wrong path because we all have them. Maybe our job is to help that friend, but spend some time with some friends that are going to take you down the right path. And the third thing, give it when you got it. Because I know, each and every one of us, we've had a thought at some point or some place where, ooh, I should do that for someone. Ooh, I could give this gift to someone. Follow through on that and do it. Don't wait. Do it. Do it in the moment and do it now. And you have been doing it. And my challenge is that that you do it a little bit more. Let's go from good to great the way that God intended us to. Because that's what I want for all of you. That's what God wants for all of you. And if we're honest, that's what we all want for each other right here in this room. So let me say a prayer to wrap us up today. God, thank you. Thank you for wanting more for us and for us to be more full than any of us can even begin to imagine. Let us all experience some peace, some, some part of that fullness that you want for us in the week in a way that, that, God, that we can't miss it for each and every single person that's here today, whether online, whether in person. Let each and every one of us feel what that fullness is in some small, small way this week. God, help us realize the things in our lives that are good and then give us Just give us the discipline and the desire to take it from good to great so that we can get a little bit closer to you. In your name I pray, amen. Thank you for listening. A special thanks to those of you who give generously to Prairie Heights. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now or visit prairieheights.com slash give for more information. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, or even take a screenshot and share it on your social media and tag us at Prairie Heights. Thank you for listening.